Welcome to the Kingsway Christian Fellowship Home Service. We hope that you'll be blessed as you listen to this audio sermon streamed live from Melbourne, Australia. Kingsway Christian Fellowship is a family Bible-based non-denominational church preaching Jesus Christ, based in Wonturner. Visit www.kingswaychristianfellowship.com. Now here is Pastor Werner Schultz. Good morning, everybody. How are you going? And welcome this morning to our Zoom meeting. And we are back to square one. Before the service, somebody mentioned something. Oh, everything is in the air. And I want to tell you, it is really going to come where all of us who believe in Jesus Christ one day will be with Jesus in the air. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's our great hope. We have hope in Jesus Christ. This morning, I want to preach on uh, uh, a very important message, three kind of people. And uh, so the theme is actually, I have got here a few Greek words, and I encourage you to listen correctly. The theme is either we are a psychikos, or sarkikos, or a pneumatikos. Now, and the Apostle Paul speaks about it very clear in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 to 16, and also chapter 3, verse 1. Now, let's read in chapter 2, verse 14. The natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually appraised. But he who is spiritual appraised all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. And in chapter 3, verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. And so far, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you also for this morning. We thank the Lord for the songs. And we want to just lift up the name of Jesus the name that is far above all other names, Lord. And whatever happened in this world, Lord, by people, people have done, Lord. We don't want to talk about their names. We want to talk about one name that is above all other names, and that is the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I pray, Lord, that you may give understanding to your word, give grace to speak your word, uh, Lord, to understand your word, and also to act upon your wonderful, precious word. Hallelujah. Blessed be the glorious name of Jesus. Amen. Now the Apostle Paul is speaking in chapter 2 about the mystery. Now what sort of mystery is it? It's no longer a mystery to us, but it was a mystery to many people, perhaps still a mystery 
to many people in our days. And the Bible says here very clearly, and Paul was trying to lift up this mystery and show us that was which was hidden before Calvary. And now it has been opened or revealed unto us through the Spirit. And that's where the Apostle says this wonderful and uh, real gripping thought. Who knows what is in God? Only the Spirit of God knows what is within God. And who knows what is in you? But only your spirit knows what you are thinking now and what, where your thoughts are about. And that's important. That's he said. And that's the spirit of God. That he searches all the depths of God. Through the spirit of God, the depth of God has been revealed. And I want to speak about these things and three kinds of people we will have. And the Bible says very clearly, and that is what the Apostle Paul, he quoted actually in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45. So also it is written, the first man, Adam, became a what? Living soul. The last Adam became a life-given spirit. Do you understand here? It's not a life-giving soul, but a life-giving spirit. And the Apostle Paul makes a clear difference between soul and spirit. And that's important. Paul was speaking about this mystery. And we have got a scripture in Isaiah uh, chapter 64, verse 4. I don't want to read it. Perhaps I might read it at the end of the sermon to give a little bit more understanding. Now the world was not able to receive this mystery. That's why, and the apostle says this very clearly also in 1 Corinthians 2, 8. But first let me read in first in John, the Gospel of John, verse 1, chapter 1, verse 5. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. What does that mean? And the darkness did not comprehend it. It was not able either to extinguish that light, nor was it able to uh, grab that light, to understand the light. And we see clearly, and Paul said this in his time, and 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8, he says, the wisdom of which no one of the rulers of this age has understood. For if they would have understood, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. What is he saying, actually? When Jesus was on this earth, nobody understood and nobody was able to put Jesus into the right um, time frame of God. Jesus was there. He did miracles, signs, and wonders. But why was he there? Because the prophets prophesied before that Jesus is going to come or the Lamb of God is going to come. 
John the Baptist had a clear understanding. It was not just any kind of prophet who uh, came up in Israel. No, he called it clearly, behold, the Lamb of God. And he had an understanding that Jesus was not all of a sudden a, a prophet or somebody who would like to bring something to Israel. No, he is the Lamb of God. Now, we understand it now because the Spirit of God has revealed it unto us. Each one who believes in Jesus can believe in Jesus because the Spirit of God has revealed it to him or to her. Amen? We only know through the Spirit of God that we are children of God. Amen? It's not coming or didn't come by the great scholars of this world. The great scholars of the world at the time of Paul didn't understand who Jesus was. Here and there where the Spirit of God was working, for instance, Simeon in the temple, he had very clearly from the Holy Spirit giving a date then and then. He will see the great... Um, consultation or the great consolation of Israel, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says very clearly, the natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. Natural man, what does it mean? Uh, the Greek says here, the psychikos. Now I have to give you a little bit of understanding. Psyche is actually the Greek word for soul. That's what Adam became. When he was created, he became a living soul. And we call it psyche. It has nothing to do with psyche and stuff like that. That's all of the devil. But the Bible speaks here clearly and Paul says, and these people are being called a psychikos actually a natural man, like Adam was. And even after the fall, he was a natural man. And we meet him everywhere in this world. And if you speak something about God and the Bible, they can't understand. It is just too um, high for them. And because they are just psychicoses, that means that the nominator of their life is the soul, the psyche. And that's important to understand. They are fools, um, or, or they are foolishness to him. The things of God are foolishness to them. And by this word foolishness, we come back to a very important word. And we all know the scripture for the word from the cross. Is a foolishness to those who perish. But to us, it is the power of God. Psychikos means the main dominator of their life is the soul, the psyche. The first Adam was a living soul. And when Adam sinned, he became a dying soul. Now the psychical cause 
is not born again. He lives still in his old nature after the fall into sin. He is actually spiritual dead. And the Bible speaks clear about that in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you were dead in your trespasses and sin. That's a psychicos. That's a, just a normal person in this world. They are dead because of their sin. And that's what the Apostle Paul says here clearly. He lives only according to his five senses. The psychikos only lives according to his five senses. And we all know what the five senses of our psyche is. And that is first what? The first is vision. The next is touching. The next one is hearing. And the next one is also tasting. And the fifth one is uh, something else in this line. So we do not understand God with our five senses. It is so important that we become born again by the Spirit of God. Then we are a spiritual person. Amen. And that's what the Apostle Paul is talking here to the Corinthians. The natural man can't understand the things of God. They are foolishness to them. The cross is foolishness to them. And for us, this is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. And that's so important. So take it to uh, this morning into your heart and say, Lord, I want to understand your ways through the spirit of God. Now, uh, you understand when David was coming against Goliath, there are a few very important things. When he came to, to um, Goliath, and Goliath was a little bit, uh, yes, um, let me say, mocking and said, well, you come to, to me with a sling and so on. And uh, David knew this battle is not a battle in the physical sense. And he came in the name of the Lord. Now, what was it? I mean, David was a lot shorter than Goliath, I can guarantee you. And perhaps when he had to separate the head of this body from Goliath, he had to take two hands to do it. I don't know. But David said, and this is, so, this is important, said, I come in the name of the Lord. The battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. The battle, the Lord's battle never ever is being fought with carnal weapons or so on. They only be being fought by the Spirit of God and the power of God. Hallelujah. Now, how many stones did he pick up before he went uh, to Goliath? Anybody knows that? Five stones. Peter, you're right. 
You know, these five stones represent something. All the five natural senses he had to overcome first. The vision, the hearing, the feeling, and so on, and so on. He had to overcome all his five psychological senses. He came in the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And he said, I come in the name of the Lord. Because the battle was the Lord's. Even when Saul, King Saul, wanted to give him a hand and wanted to say, come on, at least have a little bit of protection. Come on, take on my, my weaponry, take on everything. And I could imagine when David's... Uh, finally climbed into it he had to go from the top because it was perhaps so huge and he hardly could look out and he said no good for me because the battle is the Lord we have to be people of the spirit of God then we understand these things people of the spirit of God now a psychikos has only the soul, the psyche in Greek, as a dominator. And that's to be understood. And that means thinking, mind, feeling, and will. These are the five senses of the soul. But we see here a psyche, or let me say a psychikos, cannot do the things of God. He is still what? Still a natural man. A natural man doesn't understand anything. And if it's there, if there perhaps someone this morning listening in, and if you're not born again, you perhaps might not understand what I'm talking about. If you're still a psychicos, then you're still in your old nature you have been not born again as yet that's why when peter was preaching on the day of pentecost there was something very important he said said be converted from this perverse generation if we are not being converted then we are still perverted you understand it? That means we are still a psychikos and we are led by our thinking, by our mind, by our feeling, by our hearing, and so on. But the spiritual man, he listens to the Spirit of God. Do you understand what I'm talking about? If you don't, if you don't, you need to come to the cross. You have to be converted from this perverse generation and Jesus will give you a new life that you might become born again. Now, very interesting, uh, the psychikos or natural man, he is only open to that what comes from underneath. I've got here a cup. This is a cup I had my communion out of. Now, the psychikos, his opening is like this. 
everything that comes into this cup can only come from underneath. But a conversion means turning around. That means now we are open for the things that come from above. A psychikos is typically uh, somebody who is not born again. And Paul calls him a natural man in English. But in Greek it says the psychikos. The psychikos does not understand the things of God. As long my life would be like this, how much could I receive from above? Nothing. It would all flow down and we would have no blessings of, at all. Feeling is the main motivator of the psychikos. Now we have read somewhere on the back of young people's jacket. If it feels good, do it. And that's wrong. If it feels good, don't do it. If it's right, then do it. Is it right? And let's see here. It's important. Nobody cares about what God is thinking. It doesn't matter what you feel. Don't do if you feel good. Don't do it. What is good in the sight of God, do it. And that's important. He lives only to his own will. And that's what every person does if he is still not born again. I have my own will. We have in German a saying, and that is this, a child prays. But a man executes his will. You understand the difference? Not our will is right. Even Jesus said, Father, not my will, but your will. Hallelujah. And this word, your will, and Jesus executed the will of the Father. That's why we have salvation this morning, hallelujah. That's why the people, the, the psychicoses of the time of the Apostle Paul didn't understand the cross because it was foolishness to them. But to us is the cross, the power of God. Amen? Hallelujah. It's the power of God. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 12, I think we had it already Seb, didn't you read the scripture before? It says there, there is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. But its end is the way of death. A pastor one day decided to become a physical doctor. Because he was asked, why did you do that? He said, well, people don't care about their soul, their eternal life, but about their body, they do. And so he said, that's why I became a physical doctor. I can help the people. And after a while, he changed his profession again. He became a lawyer. And he was asked, why are you becoming 
a lawyer now. He said, I figured out people don't care about the eternal life. Secondly, neither do they care as much for their physical body. But if it goes about their right and their will, that's where they're prepared to pay the most money. And you know, the best paid um, profession in this world, in the Western world, is what? The lawyers. Can they say? Because they help the people to get their own will through before the judge. And that's how it is sometimes. But Jesus didn't execute his will. He did the will of the Father. Remember, a psychikos, a natural man, will execute his will. And we read very clearly, it seems too good to a man for a while, but at the end, it brings death. And Paul is using here another word as well. And let's read in chapter 3, just on the other side in my Bible, chapter 3, verse 1, Paul says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, and as to infants in Christ. Now he uses the word in Greek, sarkikos. That is the, the fleshly man, a sarkikos. Many churches are filled perhaps up to 90% with sarkikoses, carnal people. You can have a thousand carnal people in a church, but this church will achieve nothing because the Spirit of God is missing. The psychikos, everything of the thing of God, is foolishness to him. And the psychikos, he is not able, he's a carnal minded person. It is an immature Christian. They call themselves born again, but there's nothing of the new life to see. The new life is the best and greatest evidence that we are born again. Amen. And if this new life through the Spirit of God is not evident, no matter what you call yourself, I don't care, God doesn't care, the Bible doesn't care, the evidence of the new life has to be there. Amen. Hallelujah. Just a little thing I want to tell you. I, If I can, every morning I do a few steps, sometimes up to, uh, to 10,000 steps. And that's he who knows our situation here where we live is from the garage around the pool, out of the pool fence, around. And then at the corner, we have got a wonderful lemon trees. At the moment, we have big lemons. And sometimes I stop there. And so, Lord, I thank you for this lemon tree. And uh, I take everybody a glass of water and five tablespoons of lemon juice. I said, Lord, I thank you. And I virtually touch some lemons and pray for them and say, Lord, I thank you. Praise the Lord. Now, each time I come here, 
this lemon hasn't changed. The lemon tree is still there. The lemons are still on there. They have not changed to become an orange. Although perhaps sometimes some, if they are longer on the tree, they might get the orangey color outside. But I tell you what, if, to, if you squeeze it, it's still a lemon. And that's what it is. That's what is in our life. We can call ourselves whatever. It doesn't matter. The fruit is the evidence who we are. And that was with Jesus. Jesus said very clear, clearly, on the fruits, you will know them. Hallelujah. And I would be a fool taking a lemon that has just an orangey color and think this is a, 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 a orange. No, I would realize very, very soon, I can tell you, and you would realize that too. Now in 1 John chapter 2, verse 17, it says there, but the one who does the will of God, what happened to him? But the one who does the will of God, abides forever, ever, ever. Hallelujah. That's why don't worry, my, my dear brother Sepp. If anything, when everything is up in the air, one day we are going into the air as well with Jesus, and then we have eternal life. We have eternal life already, yes, now and this time, but then for all eternity, the life with Jesus. Amen. Now the Sarkikos is a carnal person. He is not born again. He is just carnal. Now Paul speaks about in chapter 3, and he says very clearly, because amongst the Christians there were those who said, well, I'm going according to Paul. Others said, well, I'm going according to Apollos. We know Apollos was a great evangelist in the time of the Apostle Paul. And Paul uh, had the right understanding. He said that one is sowing, another is watering the plants, but the glory goes to, Lord, to the Lord. Hallelujah. And Paul said, in other words, if you think I am according to Paul or according to Apollos, what did he say? He said, you're all carnal. You're nothing else but a heap of flesh. That's all what you are. But we need to become people of the Spirit of God. People always said to me, when I speak about Jesus and whether they have faith in Jesus, and you have heard these things perhaps as well, I am a Catholic. I am a Baptist. And I am a Protestant. Carnal Christians, all what they want is having fun in the church. This church is not a fun church. Amen? Hallelujah. If you agree with me, lift your hand. Hallelujah. This church is not a fun church. This church is a church of Jesus Christ. And we want Jesus having the first place in our midst. Hallelujah. 
Uh, I once spoke to a man and uh, I came in contact with him when I still was working in our factory. And um, so I tried to speak to him about Jesus. And he said, oh, oh I am a uh, Methodist. Oh, do you believe in Jesus? Yes, I'm Methodist. So do you go to church? Um, uh, sometimes when we have specials on. And I thought, well, what specials? A special preaching or an evangelist preaching the gospel as John Wesley preached and Charles Wesley and so on. Now, then he said, oh, well, we have something, something special. So what do you do then there? Oh, a little bit of dancing and so and so on. What? Is that the church? The church is not having just fun. We are not a fun club. Amen. Hallelujah. Not a fun park. We are a church of Jesus Christ where the Spirit of God is alive. And there where the Spirit of God is, there's joy in the Holy Spirit. The Bible doesn't speak about fun in the Holy Spirit, does it? No. But joy of or in the Holy Spirit. And I want you, everyone who listens to me this morning, this joy of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. God bless you right now in this very moment. Now, Sarkikosis, they are still bound in sin. Jesus raised someone, and we know in chapter 11 of John, there was this Lazarus. He was dead. And Lazarus' sister, I think it was, um, uh, not Mary, was Martha. She said, oh, if you would have been here, Lord, oh, brother, Lazarus would not have died. And Jesus said something to her. Your brother will live. And she said, yeah, yeah, I know at the last day at the resurrection. No, Jesus meant more. He will live. And then she said, where did you put him? What a question if somebody is dead. Of course, onto the graveyard. Then it was a, a, a cavity in the rock. And they let him there. And Jesus stood outside before this grave. And he said, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus came out. How did he come out? Do you understand? Sarkikoses are still bound with grave cloth by hands and by the feet. They can't walk rightly around. They hopple around. Now, how much could you do? What greater step could you take when you're bound in your uh, around, around your legs? Nothing. He hoppled out. And so are the sarkikoses, the carnal people. They have no free walk in the spirit. And the Bible says here in Romans 8, verse 5 to 6. In verse 6, I want to read. For the mindset on the flesh is death. But the mindset on the spirit 
is life and peace. Amen. Hallelujah. I would love to hear your voice now crying out, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. That's what it is. Our mindset on the Spirit is life and peace. Hallelujah. Even Peter, you in your caravan, you can experience it. There's life and peace in the Spirit of God. The Sarkikosis are constant losers. Constant losers. They once received new life, but they continue, did not continue in the Spirit nor in the Lord. They might have lost their joy. They have lost perhaps everything. There is no joy in the Holy Spirit. And I'm actually a Pentecostal. And I'm used to, when I preach people, preaching along with me and feel my heart as I feel it, rejoicing in the Lord. And I would say, when we come back together to the normal service, be encouraged by the word of God, whoever preaches, either myself or Pastor Gary. If the word of God touches you, feel free to say hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And I think Pastor Gary will not be disturbed in his sermon if you cry out hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. So Sarkikosis are still in the grave cloth. But a spiritual man appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no man. Now the next thing is what uh, the Apostle Paul is using, and he uses this in verse 1, chapter 3. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men. The Apostle Paul is using here that word pneumatikos. Pneumatikos. Now, we in English, either are we too, too lazy, I don't know. Some words we just uh, pronounce them differently. Although we have the same amount and the same letters in this word. We call, instead of pneuma, we say pneuma. And I learned it very clearly also in Switzerland when I was there. Now, what do they call a tire of a car? They call it pneu. Pneu. Why? Because in the tire is what? Air. Pneu. And the Greek word for air is pneu. That means spirit or actually air. We are spiritual. And the Spirit of God is being called two ways. In the Old Testament, it's being called, or he is being called Ruach. And in the New Testament, Pneuma. And that's so important. And we in English, unfortunately, we think we have to change it that we're able to speak it out. Pneuma. We always only say pneuma, but it is pneuma in Greek. And that means 
the one who is the pneumatikos is a spiritual person, spiritual person. And he said, I couldn't speak to you as spiritual person because you didn't understand these things. Because things from the Old Testament given by the prophets were fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, the pneumatikos, he receives revelation through the Holy Spirit. Now I ask you, is the Holy Spirit really, really important? How would we receive something from God if the Holy Spirit would not have been there? He is there. We receive through the Spirit of God, through the Word of God, which the Holy Spirit makes alive in us. And that's important. Now we see here, Peter was following Jesus. He was not able to understand Jesus' action. He was not able. But when Jesus was alone with his disciples in Caesarea Philippi, and Jesus made a question, said, what do people say? Because he assumed the disciples were always mingling among the people when he was preaching and what sort of comments they might have made. And Jesus, what do people think who I am? And some said, ah, oh, Elijah, or some said Jeremiah, or, or so on. He called some old prophets. And Jesus said, and what do you think? What do you think who I am? And there was one who had the right answer, and that was Peter. Peter said, you are the son of God, of the living God. Hallelujah. And Jesus made it clear, you didn't read it somewhere else. You didn't read it in the Talmud, no. Because the spirit who was in Peter gave the answer, Jesus is the Son of God. Only pneumaticoses can understand who Jesus is. A pneumaticos is a spiritual man, as Paul says. I couldn't speak to you as to spiritual man because it was still too hard for you, because you needed um, food, milk, Otherwise, the solid food they couldn't and they couldn't digest spiritually. Now we see here the spiritual man, the pneumaticos. He is dominated by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And that's why if we walk in the spirit, there's no con them nation hallelujah romans 8 verse 1 and 2 and we read it there therefore now is no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus for the law of the spirit of life in christ has set me free 
from the law of sin and death. What kind of person are you this morning? Are you still a psychicus, a natural man? Are you still a psychicus, a carnal man? Or are you a pneumaticus, a spiritual man? If you are a pneumaticus, you have understood what I meant, what I preached, didn't you? If you understood, show me your hand. Yes, show me your hand. You understood. Praise the Lord. And that's so good. And very interesting. Uh, the apostle was quoting a scripture from Isaiah 64, verse 4. And let me read it, but I wanted to bring also the scripture to you where he is saying, actually in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, but just as it is written in verse 9, but just as it is written, things which eye has not see, seen and ear has not heard, which hath not entered the heart of men, or that God has prepared for those who love him. Is that right? God has prepared something I has never seen, ear never, ear never heard, and never in your heart entered. What is it? I know, I know we always, always refer it to the time when we are going to heaven. Is this so? When, ye, when somebody is dying, then we read the scripture and say, eye has not seen, ear never heard, never entered into the heart of the man. That has God prepared for those who love him. Now, if we go back to Isaiah chapter 64, that's what Paul quoted. And let's read verse 4. For from days of old they have not heard or perceived by ear, nor does the eye seen a God beside you. You act in on behalf on the one who waits for him. We see here actually the prophet Isaiah was prophesying of Jesus and the things of Jesus were happening on the cross. That he brought such a salvation was not understood. That's why Peter said, angels, they have speculated to find at what time this might come. And came in the time with Jesus. Jesus is for all times, for all ages, the fulfillment of of what the prophets have said. Amen. Hallelujah. And may the Lord bless you. Become a spiritual man that the Spirit of God could reveal unto you things only God could reveal. He reveals 
the deep things out of God. Hallelujah. And we see clearly that what it means. We can see now things the, apostles, the uh, prophets never saw. We have experienced Jesus. The Apostle Paul, he saw Jesus on the way to Damascus and heard his voice. And we see here that we can experience things through this spirit. We are not operating in our human mind. We are not operating in the carnal mind. We are operating in the spirit of God. Don't be a psychikos, nor a sarkikos, but become to the spirit of God a pneumatikos. Have you understood what the Lord has given me this morning to you? Be a spiritual person. Let the Spirit of God reveal unto you the things hidden before God, or before men. And that is what Paul was talking about. And God may bless you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your spirit, your wonderful Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, the Holy Spirit will lead us into holiness that we really might live a life that is pleasing unto you. I thank you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that also that your spirit will move in everybody's heart that we might become pneumaticoses, those, you Lord, who are spiritual, who have set their mind on the spirit and not on the things of this earth. I thank you. Build up, O oh Lord, the whole church to a um, pneumaticus, and that the whole church might be filled with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. We thank you, and we do bless the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. <laughs>